Proverbs 14. That's where we're at today. We are almost halfway through. So hopefully this has been a blessed journey for you as it is for me. I've learned a lot through uh, Proverbs and I'm still learning a lot because I'm going through it as you are too. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 14. And we will be looking at the whole chapter and I'll give you a little bit of my thoughts. So let's start on from there. Proverbs 14. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take wrong paths despise him. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him, but the words of the wise keep him safe. Without oxen, a stable stays clean, but you need a strong ox for large harvest. An honest witness does not lie. A false witness breathes lies. A mocker seeks wisdom and never finds it, but knowledge comes easily to those with understanding. Stay away from fools, you, for you won't know fine knowledge on their lips. The prudent understand where they are going, but the fools deceive themselves. Fools make fun of guilt, but the godly acknowledge it and seek reconciliation. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can fully share its joy. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. There is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Backsliders get what they deserve. Good people receive their reward. Only simpletons believe everything they're told, and the prudent carefully consider their steps. A wa the wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Short-tempered people do foolish things, and schemers are hated. Simpletons are clothed with foolishness, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Evil people will bow before good people. The wicked will bow at the gates of the godly. The poor are despised, even by their neighbors, while the rich have many friends. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. If you plan to do evil, you will be lost. If you plan to do good, you will receive unfailing love and faithfulness. Work brings profit. But mere talk leads to poverty. Wealth is a crown for the wise. The effort of fools yields only foolishness. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is a traitor. Those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. Fear of the Lord is life-giving fountain. It offers escape from the snares of death. A growing population is a king's glory. A prince without subject has nothing. People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. Jealousy is like a cancer in the bones. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him. The wicked are crushed by disaster, but the godly have a refuge when they die. Wisdom is enshrined in an understanding heart. Wisdom is not found among fools. Godliness makes a nation great, but sin is a disgrace to any people. A king rejoices in wise servants, but is angry with those who disgrace him. The verse I'm going to pick out for today for us to focus on is chapter 14, verse 11. And this is what it says, going back to chapter 14, verse 11. The house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the godly will flourish. You know, we live in a world right now where there's a lot of wickedness, fear. And, um, you know, we have these securities in our life and people cause us to fall for these securities, to look for these securities that aren't secure at all. And, um, you know, we, we can't continue to live this way, but we need to live focused on God, you know, focused on the upright things, 
And we're living in a world where you know, political correctness, terrorism, financial crashes, um, God, the devil has caused fear in everyone during this time. But it doesn't matter what happens. We don't fall into these traps. We move forward and we live in the house of God. And we live in a righteous way. And where is the house of God? Let's look at what a flourishing tent in the midst of chaos. Where is that? Revelation 19 verse 16 says, Christ is the eternal King of kings and Lord of lords. We live in His home. Um, Galatians 3.26, You are God's, child's, or God's child through faith in the Messiah, Jesus. That's good hope. 1 Peter 2.9, As His child, you are a chosen, or you're part of a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous gift. Um, Philippians 3.20, your citizenship is heaven. See, these are the things that we need to have hope for, that we need to hang on to during a world or during a time where there's so much turmoil. And those things that are causing this turmoil are wicked things. I mean, think about this pandemic, even how our country is dealing with it too, where we're going back and forth, left and right, this is right, no, now this is right, no, no, going back to the other thing is right, we should do this, we shouldn't do that, we shouldn't do that because that guy is in this political party, whatnot, and it's going all over the place. And in itself, that's pride, that's sinfulness. We hang on to our own ideals and we push everyone else aside because we don't like who they are or what they stand for rather than looking at the truth that's there. But what will give us success is for us to hold fast to the fact that we are children of God, we are His people, and we live, what, in an upright way. But the tent of the upright shall flourish. Those of us who follow Christ, we will flourish during this time because we will do what He calls us to do and we live according to what He calls us and how He calls us to live. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20 gives us an idea of that. You are an ambassador of Christ. God is making His appeal to the world through you. Christ is the rock, the cornerstone in which the entire house of God is built. Ephesians 2.20 Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and you're a pivotal part of God's house. 1 Corinthians 6.19 um, Romans or Psalms 138.8 and Romans 8.28 The Lord will give you all that you need to fulfill this God-given destiny. Philippians 4.13, yes, you can truly do all things through Christ. Psalm 23.4, um, Psalm 27.1 talks about that we can walk in total confidence in our faith. 2 Timothy 2.7, because you have been given a spirit of, not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And the word fear is mentioned 400 times in the Bible, and we have been empowered by Christ to what? Fear not. But perfect love casts out all fear. 1 John 4.18 We need to be empowered um, today to live out our calling in Christ. Regardless of what happens around us, we know that the things around us is going to collapse. And the things that are not uh, righteous but is, 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 is um, wicked will collapse. And if we're doing work and things that are not focused on Christ, those things will collapse. Everything will collapse. You know, there, there is um, a lot of things that I don't agree with when it comes to, not a lot, but maybe there's some things I don't agree with with certain leadership aspects of uh, our organization. Um, there are things I don't agree with. But the reality is, um, time comes. And things will come crashing down if things don't change. And I'm not saying that because I hate our organization. No, I love our church, I love our organization, I love our denomination and district. 
However, there's things that need to happen, especially for the next generation, especially during this transitional time. And, and especially I see the need to focus on certain aspects, but it's not happening. Or I don't see it happening just yet. What do I do? What does God call us to do? Pray, wait, trust in Him. And at times it's difficult to do so, but that's what we're supposed to do. To love our leaders, to pray for our leaders, to support them. And no matter what happens, if we trust in God and we're part of His kingdom, it's our job to do what He calls us to do, which is to share the good news to those around us, to help people learn more about Jesus Christ, and let the chips fall where they may. When the opportunity comes, yeah, sure, we'll help out, we'll do what's needed. Are we going to fall because we don't? We see the fallacies of man? No, we keep moving forward. Been in ministry for 21 years now. Started in 1999 as a youth pastor. And uh, it's been an interesting journey for the last 20 some years. Has it been easy? No. Did I agree with everything in leadership? No. Um, but do I still work with the organization in the church? I still do. Do I protest and disagree sometimes? I do voice my opinion, yes. But here's the thing. The only thing that will help us stand and continue to do what is right and miss the challenges that come our way is if we do what God has called us to do and trust that He knows what's best for us. So, regardless of whatever happens, flourish in the house of the righteousness. Whatever wickedness is out there, or whatever is different from what we think is right and what we think may cause things to stumble, God's in control. We pray for them. We move forward. Have a great day, everyone. Hopefully you have been blessed by this, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.